You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. This is Get the Skinny. I'm Brian Kilby, and with me, I have the man, the myth, the legend, John DeLuna. John, are you, like, covered up in snow now or what? No. In fact, uh, the opposite. I think it's, like... uh... 60s mid 60s here sunny not a cloud in the sky yeah we didn't do a show last week um and i basically by a showtime last week i still had a good amount of snow uh milvar uh from uh rfc <laughs> as of yesterday it looked like he still had about a foot wow yeah i know hardcore hardcore did it uh did it live up to the hype that tv presented it as of never uh, I, I had about a foot, which was about the most I ever get. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, that's big. not fearsome at all. No, I mean, like the blizzard, like in the early 90s, I mean, I had about three feet or so. And right. I don't expect to ever see that much snow again in my life. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, at best one time, one more time, something yeah. like that, I'm sure. That, I mean, that's, uh, for the Carolinas, three feet isn't, uh, isn't too shabby. No, no, not at all. Not for a humid subtropical climate. Indeed, indeed. By the way, whether or not you follow them, congratulations uh, to the Panthers on their uh, inevitable Super Bowl win. You so think, at you, least you think it's inevitable. I, I, I would say it's. I'm not going to jinx them and say it's a sure thing, but um, I think most people feel pretty confident in their bets this week in Vegas. Yes, I, I, I fully expect to congratulate you again. On uh, on a subsequent episode of Get the Skinny, uh, I'm a fan of Cam too. So I mean, the, the Redskins didn't win, so you don't have to congratulate me. Mm, well, I uh, I as a person who's not a Cowboy fan, but I live in Cowboy Country, I'm quite aware of how much more pleasant the place is when that team's doing well. <laughs> so you know, at least you'll be surrounded by probably very good vibes if they have a good Super Bowl. Yeah, that's always fun. Brian, I've got. Uh, one, exciting food news. I'm going to hold off on that. And first of all, I'm going to give you another piece of food news this week that I didn't realize was happening. I feel this was undermarketed, but certainly notable. Were you aware, sir, that as of the last week of January, Jack in the Box was completely overhauling the way they do hamburgers? No, uh, my, my local Jack in the Box closed down like a year ago, so... Uh... So you're incredibly unaware. I am completely unaware. I am. Uh, I am not a fan of Jack in the Box hamburgers. We had we had Jack in the Box breakfast uh, a few years ago. Yes, not bad on the scale of fast foods. Um, not great, <laughs> but not bad. Um, so apparently, Jack in the Box has started this campaign as of uh, the end of January, and it's got a hashtag. It's called the Declaration of Delicious. Oh, my God. And, yes, that's a hashtag on Twitter. So what's behind all this marketing mumbo-jumbo? Well, uh, starting uh, the last week of January, Jack in the Box burgers and sandwiches now feature freshly sliced tomatoes, hand-leafed lettuce, real mayonnaise, 100% beef patties, and all-new buttery bakery buns. That replaced their sesame seed buns. What, what in the hell are you talking about? This is new. Yes, this is new. And uh, looking at all the PR shots online, this is very obviously like a play. 
towards getting into that kind of five guys um, in and out Shake Shack kind of chain, a uh, boutique burger, but available at a chain. Even right down to the basically kind of the um, the wax paper, that kind of faux wax paper wrapping around the hamburger to really make it feel like it's an old timey drive through hamburger. So, um, yeah, really, like hand sliced tomatoes are like, uh, or that's not like the norm. They don't do that. Apparently not. Apparently, it's still something that you can promote. That's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's fast food for you, buddy. So. They've they've also un- they've also rolled out uh, what they call a double jack. Which uh, wait for it. This is another innovation. Two slices of cheese and two patties in the same burger. Wow. So, like, I am absolutely not a yuppie. Anybody knows who knows me knows that I'm absolutely not a yuppie. But like, when I talk about like burgers that like I don't go to. Five guys. I mean, uh, you know, I will absolutely eat eat up a McDonald's burger or you know a Burger King or something. I, I dig that. But if I want a nice burger, I want to spend like fifteen bucks for a burger. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna I, like Five Guys just greasy and it just I don't, I don't I don't dig it. There's this place uh, near the office where God, I do feel like I feel like a snob. Yeah, I get a nice going. I get a nice Buffalo burger for like it's like fifteen bucks, but it, it's absolutely worth it. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend more than like three dollars on a burger, uh, I'll probably and if I don't want something if I don't want to spend that much I'll probably go to something like uh, there's a place in the area called Bad Daddy's Burger Barn. Uh, it's a chain. I don't know how far it reaches, awesome. but it's uh, it's good. And uh, one of their toppings is deep fried bacon. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, one piece, amazing. More than one. You will probably get sick to your stomach. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. Uh, so, have you ever had one of like a what purports to be like a Kobe burger or a Wagyu burger? Have I've you had, gone that yuppie? I've had yeah, I've had American Kobe. Yeah. All right. But not. It's not like it's not like Japanese. It's not like yeah. brought from Japan. It's prepared the same way here. Indeed. Indeed. Well, that uh, that double jack at Jack in the Box only going to set you back about five bucks. So not terrible, but um, I will say this. I'm, I'm sad that uh, we're seeing like the continued uh, death of the sesame seed bun. That sure has like fallen out of favor for um, these buttery seedless buns. I don't get Kinda that. Kind of sad. Like those buttery seedless buns, are... I absolutely prefer the sesame I do seed prefer bun. them. I just feel like... There should be some some place somewhere where if I feel like I'm going to get a sesame seed bun, I can confidently know I'm going to get one. But they sure seem to be like on the way out forever. I hate that. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. I don't know. It's a little piece of my uh, childhood, I guess. But, you know, I, I assume that they, they won't ever touch the Big Mac. So that one's safe. It's part of the jingle. Yeah, that's true. So, Brian, here's the big one. And unfortunately, uh, it doesn't affect you yet. But maybe if this is successful, it will affect all of us. So when McDonald's announced their all-day breakfast, there was one thing that was absent from all of the all-day breakfast menus across the country that got people very, very sad. Care to guess what that was? Well, uh, for me, it was gravy biscuit or a, ba- <laughs> or a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle, uh, my two favorite things on the menu. So in Oklahoma – in 72 Oklahoman McDonald's. They are testing the all-day McGriddle. 
That's amazing. Starting February 1st, today, the day of this recording, I believe, um, in 72, Tulsa, Oklahoma, specifically uh, based uh, McDonald's, they are testing the McGriddle. And if it's successful, other franchisees will probably look to copy their method. So fingers crossed, Brian. I I love the McGriddle. Uh, Like, that's pretty that's pretty good news john it's great you know what i'm not um i'll admit this i'm not uh, i'm not a huge fan of the mcgriddle for me personally but my daughter loves pancakes oh yeah and she loves sausage patties and i was pleasantly surprised that you could deconstruct a mcgriddle and all of the separate parts are like perfect within themselves mm-hmm. like you have two perfect mini pancakes and a sausage patty, if you choose to like, just take them apart. It's amazing. So you in, at McDonald's, at least the one that I've gone to, I, I you can tend to uh, ask them to uh, make things custom. Like I, like my McDonald's has like uh, for breakfast a steak bagel, and I don't normally oh. like a steak bagel, but I do get a steak biscuit. So they'll go and do whatever. I really want them to make me a. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask, but I, I, I may get them to make me a, a steak McGriddle, and it may be the last thing I ever eat. Wow. Yeah. You are eating high on the hog. Oh, yeah. This is this whole episode so far has been like, how well does Brian eat? Uh, so I, I'll be completely honest with you. I, I've been, not been good uh, the last few weeks, and I found myself oh, – no. yeah, I found myself uh, probably eating more than I should. And uh, a pair of pants, my couple pairs of pants that I have that were a little loose, uh, now getting a little tight. So <laughs> I'm, hey, gonna, yeah. I got a question for you. Yeah. When it comes to pants, how many, you don't have to give me numbers, but how many different sizes of pants do you say, would you say you have in your closet? Uh, well, I mean, that I routinely wear that I have. Well, that I would say that, that are like in the rotation, oh, give, yeah. or, give or take a, a bad week or two. Uh, I forgot. Do pants go in odd increments too? Yeah, they go like uh, thirty-four, thirty-six, forty, forty-two. Okay, I... so I have probably three sizes. All right, that's fair. Yeah, feel bad. but my closet, uh, <laughs> I have uh, <laughs> I have about, about seven sizes. Wow, really? Yeah, from when I I I would lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. Yeah. But they're uh, consecutive, effectively, right? They're all just kind of in the spectrum, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. No jumping around. Hey, one more quick thing. Uh, that apparently uh, Burger King has rolled out jalapeno uh, chicken fries. Uh, really? Yes. I'm not a fan of jalapeno or, or, or faux hot stuff. I know you you appreciate the flavor of a good jalapeno. so Yeah, I like them jalapenos. Heads up on that one. That's all. That was also inevitable that they would add like just one more like coating on their chicken fries. But faux hot stuff. You don't. I mean, jalapeno is not hot, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's present. It's marketed. It's like pseudo heat, which is ridiculous. I mean, you know, it, it just adds a nice flavor. Yeah. Well, I mean, it adds a flavor. <laughs> Depends. I guess. It, yeah. I mean, uh, jalapeno flavoring. We've kind of been down this road. Um, can take a turn for the uh, for the waste of time. It's it's hard to like have. I don't know. Have you ever had like a bad tasting jalapeno flavor added to something? 
I've just had it where it's like just ineffectual. It's, un- it's unnecessary usually. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I will normally add jalapenos to, you know, if I'm like at um, uh, the burrito place or whatever. Yeah, I'll have them throw jalapenos on. Why not? Mm-hmm. I'm there. Might as well. They've got them. That's the spirit, man. Yeah. That is the spirit. So, uh, what have you guys? What have you been up to with the uh, with the home gym? Uh, so I basically took the holidays off. Brian. Yeah. I'm putting you up against the wall this episode. Yeah. I'm calling you out. I've been off the horse now for about three months. Oh, Brian. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I found on the internet, and I should post it to to our uh, to our Twitter. A, a really awesome retro video on YouTube. Uh, somebody posted it on their Twitter account of Paul Orndorff coaching some poor schmuck in the uh, weight room. And uh, I, would, uh, I would think of no better coach in the world than Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful, doing uh, weight training, coaching. He's a man, and he coaches just exactly how you would expect Paul Orndorff to coach some poor shrimpy guy in the weight room. How, so that's how, motivation if you need it, Brian. How, how long ago was this? Um, uh, early '80s. Oh, so he still he had both arm he had both good arms then. Yes, it was definitely the rock and wrestling era. WWF Paul Orndorff. Yeah, he he he, he was great. He was great, and uh, and back then, like you like you hinted, he actually still had he was still a body guy. Yeah. Yes, before his horrific uh, nerve injury. I forget what it was, but he was a tough guy, too, outside of the ring. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, for all of those people who don't know what we're talking about, so there was a wrestler back in the day named Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. He was a body guy, by which we mean he had a really buff, ripped uh, physique. And somewhere along the lines, I want to say he was in a feud with uh, Hulk Hogan, or near the top of the card, hurt himself weight training. Uh, got nerve damage up in the shoulder area. I want to say it was his, um, maybe been his right shoulder. Yeah, I, I can't remember that. which arm it was. But uh, anyway, he had the nerve damage. Got the quick fix because he didn't want to miss time uh, being up at the top of the card. He didn't want to risk falling down the card. So he got the quick fix. He didn't get proper um, repair on that nerve damage. And he didn't stop training. And eventually, a few years down the road probably by the mid-90s, that that uh, damage, what it effectively caused was his one of his arms to... Atrophy. Yeah, atrophy. Basically die, almost. Uh, I mean, he can barely use it. And it, uh, it shriveled up into a baby arm, and but not before he retired. So there are WCW uh, matches, for sure, that you can look up on YouTube, and you can watch uh, Paul Orndorff and his baby arm wrestle. And he apparently, with his baby arm nearly beat vader to death oh really yeah in the locker room or something no, in a hotel room apparently oh my god what a man and, vader and was now a he has of a man, epic yeah. mustache his mustache is phenomenal yes he's still mr wonderful he is pretty damn wonderful yeah just in a different way yes for sure um so brian if you haven't been hitting the weights um uh, talk to me man talk to me about food what's going on yeah like i've been eating more than i should uh, and, uh, yeah, I haven't been working out, so I'm, uh, my friend, so I was working out with a friend of mine, uh, he would come over and we were, we were doing mostly lifting. He hasn't been doing well either. Of course, he has a much better meta- metabolism than I do, but he really, uh, wants to get back into cardio to, uh, you know, to drop some pounds, so I'm, I'm going to do the same. So I'm going to focus on 
probably starting this week or next, focus on, uh, you know, some cardio mixed with weight, probably not focus so much on strength training. I mean, I, I'm still pretty strong. I'm, I need to, uh, wow, humble bragging. I'm not super, I'm, I'm not like Superman, but you know, maybe I'm, Aquaman. No, Aquaman's pretty pretty darn strong. Okay. But, you know, I'm strong enough to where, you know, I'm not too worried, you know, about uh, – I'd like to – like, my my back doesn't hurt so much. My knee doesn't hurt. I'm, I'm mostly talking about, like, core strength and, like, leg strength and stuff like that mm-hmm. because, you know, it, it, like, I have a bad back and I have, uh, <clears throat> I have a bum knee. But, you know, focusing on core strength and focusing on, like, strength – strengthening my leg, I've been able to get around um, – you know, uh, I've been able to basically cover up, it's not the right word, but uh, accommodate or uh, account for the, um, the the weak, you know, the, the bad back. So, uh, so I haven't got to the point where I really need to start focusing on that again, but uh-huh. I do need to start <laughs> losing some weight. So I'll probably also start my regimen again of trying uh, probably 10 flights of stairs a day at work. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is, in doing the, in doing the uh, stair training, like I don't know, I never got to where um, five flights was easy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it used to be when I worked out all the time, five flights mm-hmm. was nothing. But even for you know, but it, it still it, it's hard. So I don't know how often, how how many flights I need to do in a day, mm-hmm. to where I can get to where I can go up five flights of stairs, and not be huffing and puffing by the time I get there. Mm-hmm. But on the, the the upside, I have friends who, you know, if they go up one flight of stairs, <laughs> stairs they're huffing and puffing. But uh, yeah, I bet some of them are um, from outward appearances, not like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, big, yeah. yeah. They're just uh, yeah, out of shape is out of shape. Out of shape is out of shape. So I need to focus on uh, that. And I I haven't. I guess I need to do some reading to see what I have to do to actually get in to stair shape. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily uh, walk the stairs all day because I got to work. <laughs> don't be that guy. Yeah, don't, don't be that guy. You know, with my the phone in my ear, talking to like somebody doing business on the side. Yes, yeah. yes. Or eating lunch while you're still going up and down the stairs. Please don't. Yeah. So I just need to figure that out. Uh, I need to start that back. But yeah, hopefully here in the next uh, few weeks, I'll have a better. Um, better story to tell, but yeah, I've been bad the last couple months. You need to you need to br- uh, take us along for the ride. Oh, I plan on it. We'll we'll lift you up too, Brian. We can do it together. And uh, before we go, actually, here's something uh, that you can do without even like lifting a finger. It's knowledge is power, Brian. On what uh, what the environment does to us in terms of uh, eating and our eating habits. So here are. Courtesy of the Huffington Post, uh, six things that subconsciously impact your restaurant order. So, <clears throat> six things that happen at a restaurant that you're not even aware of that could impact how you eat, how much you eat, what you eat, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, number one, your waiter's BMI. Really? So you may think that your waiter is just there to, you know, wait on you and take your drink order and all that jazz. But uh, a new study of 500 diners published in the journal Environment and Behavior, sounds like a ball to read, found that people were four times more likely to order dessert when their waiter had a high BMI. And the effect was greater on slimmer diners. 
it even impacted how much they drank. So diners with a heavier waiter drank 17% more alcohol than those with the slimmer waiter. Why? Well, scientists think that uh, maybe a heavier waiter might cause people to lower their inhibitions and kind of have a uh, live-for-the-day attitude. Number two, your dining companion's weight. So your friend's body size can impact what you eat, too. Uh, research published in 2014 in the journal Appetite found that just being in the presence of someone who is a little overweight can increase how much unhealthy food people eat, and it also lowers the amount of healthy food that you tend to order at a restaurant. Huh. Next, ambiance. Soft lighting and music create a relaxed atmosphere, for sure. And it makes you enjoy your dining experience more. So research published in the journal Psychological Reports. Man, all these journals. Where are these journals? Uh, discovered that people who ate fast food in a fine dining setting with jazz music and soft lighting, that sounds delightful, ate for longer. And those who chowed down in a typical fast food setting actually consumed less Interesting. Uh, next, the names of foods. A 2014 study published in the International Journal of Hospitality Management found that a restaurant's menu has a big impact on what you end up ordering. Among the findings, we're much more likely, we as diners are much more likely to order food with deceptive menu names like succulent Italian seafood filet versus just seafood filet. Uh, oddly, study participants rated the more descriptive names as tastier than ones with basic names, even though they were the exact same dish. Funny. And were willing to pay 12% more <laughs> for them. <clears throat> that, that makes my marketing uh, pants go crazy. I enjoy that one. Uh, the order of a buffet. So when it comes to buffets, what you see first is what you stock up on. That's the takeaway from a study that found the first food in a buffet line is what is eaten most – and it influences what else you eat. So for this study, researchers created two buffet lines, one with healthy food first, another with not so healthy food first. When participants were offered fruit first, 86% put it on their plate versus 55% when they were offered it last. Really? On the flip side, more than 75% took cheesy eggs, gross, when they were offered first while just 29% took them when they were offered last. Not only that, but more than 65% of plates are filled with at least one of three foods we see in a buffet line. The takeaway, start with the salad section. And finally, the specials. It turns out we're kind of lazy when it comes to ordering. A study published in the journal Psychology and Marketing ooh, last year found that people were more likely to order a dish when it was offered as a special and pointed out, pointed out on the menu by a server. That's not surprising. But uh, while it's not necessarily a bad thing, it can lead you to order more unhealthy items than you would have otherwise if the special is unhealthy. So the bottom line on that one is just go with your gut, order what you want or what you've pre-planned to order if you're trying to go healthy. Uh, pay no mind to the specials. Hmm. Yes, some food for thought, so to speak, Brian. As you as you get back onto the road to uh, the road to WrestleMania. Well, so one thing I'm going to avoid buffets. <laughs> that is, uh, that I think that's a sound uh, tactic for sure. Yeah. And you don't have a lot of buffets, though, don't you? Or do you have a lot of buffets in that area? Uh, no. All 
right. Well, that's good. That's playing in your favor. We had a golden cor- we had a golden corral that closed down. I mean, it's not it's not really big business here. Really, it didn't make it. Yeah, it's not big business there. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I live in a I live in a state that no, it's known for big eating too, Texas. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm just we, shocked. We've done some big eating in Texas. Yeah. Yes, we have. Anyway, a golden corral couldn't make it. Mm-mm. Weird. Was this before or after they started serving breakfast? Oh, this was after. Wow. What? Yeah. Even the, uh, wow. Man, interesting. I'm shocked. I felt ripped off by uh, their breakfast, though, to be honest. You tried it? Yeah. Uh, was it just, like, not good or too expensive? It was too expensive for what you got. How much was it? Do you remember? I think Kim and I spent, like, $25, something like that, and all she got was a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Well, that's Kim's choice. Yeah. She picked the uh, high-fiber cereal, didn't she? No. I think she picked uh, Cocoa Puffs or something. Uh, please don't t- Please tell me you're just making that up. Please no. tell me they didn't have Cocoa Puffs on the buffet line. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's No, it was like a bowl of cereal. It was like one of those uh, self-serve bowls that, you know, you peel the uh, top off of. And... God, I guess they would have kids' cereal. It just seems like less nice if... If you're stocking like the Fruit Loops, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess you got to play to the crowd. And I also don't know about that choice of just having Cocoa Puffs. I feel like Fruit Loops is way more kid friendly and has a much more like broad appeal than Cocoa Puffs. That's a very specific taste, chocolate cereal. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of uh, of chocolate as a primary flavor for cereal. Does it turn the chocolate? Does it turn the milk chocolate? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I do really like Cocoa Krispies though. Do you? Yeah. Hmm. Might have to give it a shot. Might have to give it a shot before a next uh, next show. Brian, do you have anything else this week? Uh, no, except for go to tfradio.net slash Amazon and do all your Amazon shopping there. Excellent. I signed up for Kindle Unlimited this week. It's like uh, $9 a month, and it gives you access to like, I forgot how many, uh, but lots of, uh, lots of uh, Kindle books that you basically borrow like a library mm. it, think of it as netflix for books okay that's kind of cool yeah so i found that a book that i paid for like spent like 15 dollars on mm. was part of part of that plan have and you gotten a dash button yet no i'm afraid to i really want a justification for getting a dash button but they don't have they don't have a brand yet that would put me over the edge yeah I'm waiting though. I'm waiting. Hey, if we uh, if we ever figure out how to get a commission on uh, dash buttons, we need to start pushing that. No, That's absolutely. a little producing on the air. That would be awesome. That would be Let's completely awesome. Let's figure that out. Yes, uh, somebody call Amazon. Yeah. Surely they surely they have something percolating for like some crazy ad campaign with dash buttons. So we'll be on we'll be on top of that stuff, fellas. Uh, but uh, listen to Brian. Listen to what your mother says. Go to uh, tfradio.net slash Amazon and do your shopping, and you support us. So, Brian, um, are we done here? We're done. Man. Uh, Good show. Food-based show, and um, that's always fun. Everybody get out there and have a new Jack in the Box burger. Report back to us. If you can find one, report back to us. Or go to Golden Corral if you can find one. (laughs) The, uh, uh, The burgers on the buffet at Golden Corral are pretty bad. On that note, this is John. For Brian, we will see you guys on the next Get the Skinny. This has been Get the Skinny. 